Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and joining me on this episode is Larissa Grant, a coach and career consultant. Larissa loves helping people grow in their professions and use their talents to the fullest. Currently, Larissa is a Breaking Barriers Program Coordinator over at Times Change Women's Employment Services, a nonprofit helping women find meaningful employment. At Breaking Barriers, Larissa helps women remove barriers for entering the jobs that they like. And she also offers training, consulting and coaching for small to medium sized businesses in diversity, inclusion, leadership development and creating a sense of belonging at organizations. Prior to this, Larissa was a mentoring coach with the Neighborhood Organization in Toronto, beautiful Toronto. And her responsibilities there included matching job seekers with professional mentors and coaching them in the journey of achieving professional goals. Larissa worked as a recruiter for the CDI Corporation, a professional services firm that places qualified information technology professionals within government, banking, and transit agencies and she has also served as a director of the board for the united nations association in canada what and was a board member with the north york women's center so she's been there she's done it and she's got all the answers for you today listeners hey larissa it's my pleasure to welcome you to the show today hi bill oh great to be here thank you so much for this beautiful warm introduction appreciate it So, Larissa, beyond my reintroduction there, why don't you start by taking a minute or two and telling our listeners a bit more about yourself. Don't talk to them too much just yet about Times Change Women's Employment Services. We'll get onto that in just a moment, but let's start by learning a bit more about you. Well, thank you for this. Well, for me, um, my journey has been um, everything about helping people develop as, as personalities, as professionals. I've always had interest in psychology, you know, like I love read everything about, you know, how to improve our lives, right? So um, I, I, I love attending events, um, love networking. Um, and um, I'm, I'm now a coach, uh, a facilitator. So everything that I've been doing throughout my professional life is getting skills to help others and to help myself. I've had experience working for various organizations with amazing leaders and not so amazing leaders. Uh, I've I've had a chance to see um, organizations um, grow and flourish and uh, make an impact. I had a chance to work for the uh, U.S. Embassy back in Ukraine for almost eight years. I had a chance to meet diplomats and and, um, see how they impact lives. Um, When I moved to Canada 17 years ago, my um, journey uh, started with, you know, taking psychology at York University. And from there, um, I continued learning more about, you know, Canadians and how um, I can contribute to to this society. So through my office administration, recruitment and coaching work, 
and all the trainings I've taken so far, here I am here, um, love helping others. Love, sometimes it's too much. Sometimes I feel a little bit of a burnout, <laughs> but that's the nature of the business, right? So when I see someone asking for help on social media, I jump in. And if I can help myself, I do that. If if not, then I refer um, these individuals to other organizations. That's where my networking um, helps. So that's in a nutshell. Thank you, Bill. Fidelo Inc. is a consulting firm specializing in improving human performance, and we're proud to support the HR Chat Podcast. We help identify strategic competencies and behaviors that drive results. Our team offers an HR web software to manage systems, reports, and data for HR people that need the best insights to make the right decisions and achieve better results. Learn more at Fidelo.com. I'd love for you now to tell me a little bit about Times Change women's employment services the uh, the genesis how did it start the the mission and of course the uh, the unique funding unique backing behind the organization and, and this is the key reason why you and i started chatting because I, I i love the mission I, I love how it's supported i, I don't want to give everything away uh, why don't you tell our listeners more Sure. Well, um, Times Change Women's Employment Service um, was founded in 1974, one of very few organizations helping women, you know, helping women with employment and um, well-being and mental health support. So we, we uh, offer referrals to organizations that help with mental health. Uh, overall mission is um, helping women find meaningful employment. And what, what we mean here is um, meaningful is different for every person, for every client. So it's, um, it's a place where you can actually, you know, showcase your skills, your talents, where you're happy. That's why we have a team of job developers, employment counselors, um, uh, coordinators, coaches, facilitators. Uh, now, the uniqueness of our agency is that as compared with very few others um, in, in Toronto GTA, um, we have a program, uh, about two months, two months program that helps women figure out what they want. It's kind of like career coaching um, alongside with services that help women find the jobs that they know they want, like they have clarity. This program helps women actually, you know, tap into their um, inner world, you know, figure out uh, what are my interests, you know, where do I actually, you know, want to spend my time, how I want to contribute uh, to to the society, you know, in what environments, with whom I want to work, uh, which um, tasks I'm willing to, you know, to take on every day. So that's self-exploration uh, program. So again, it's very unique and, um, you know, women enjoy it, uh, whether they f- work full-time or unemployed, there are, you know, um, there's a chance to attend this program. Um, Now, in terms of um, my program uh, that I run, it's called the Breaking Barriers, and it's something um, relatively new. And um, just coming a little bit back, I know you asked about uh, funding bill, Um, you know, um, Times Change has been funded always by both provincial and federal uh, funding. Um, And my program is federally funded. So we 
technically we can help businesses all over Canada. Now, why um, why would this program be created by the government? There was a lot of um, statistics collected, you know, during and post COVID on the effect on women. Uh, again, during COVID, post COVID, on their employment, their wages. And there's a lot of information about how women's wages drop because during COVID, they had to drop or reduce their, you know, uh, work hours and stay at home and take care of either their uh, children or elderly. So um, women had been affected in a nutshell. So, uh, and this program helps employers to um, address that by helping women come back into work so create more inclusivity both for women and you know any other underrepresented group because um, a culture in a company uh, affects everybody so um, my my uh, program helps as, as you mentioned earlier small and medium-sized businesses with everything uh, related to inclusion creating sense of belonging improving culture um, well, my personal favorite, how I see it, is creating that psychological safety for women and other employees to actually feel included, to be, um, you know, more efficient in their work, to um, feel that this is meaningful work. So um, when I reach out to businesses, to employers, um, that's what we talk about. Um, how can we help you guys to move things around a little bit, step by step, one manageable project at a time? Um, because for some businesses, it may feel overwhelming. Oh, you know, diversity and inclusion, it's a big pro project. We don't have time for that or resources. My role is to make things simple, easy, and manageable. So, um, so that that that's uh, that's the approach with with the breaking barriers program. Remove barriers for women and other underappreciated groups from feeling included and um, being, you know, active participants in in uh, in their in that organization. Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat podcast. If you're enjoying this episode. We'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation. Okay, next question I'm going to ask you. I'm going to challenge you to answer in 60 seconds or less. And I think I think you can do this because <laughs> well, no, I I think I think this question should be fairly self-evident to a lot of our listeners. And the question is as follows: why should businesses care about diversity and inclusion? Go. Well, because um majority, if not all businesses, care about bottom line. And so when you have inclusive um, um staff, inclusive teams, your profits um, grow by 21% or more. That's official statistics. Your innovation increases by 170%. So not to say about uh, retention, your um, turnover rates will drop down. People want to stay with you because they feel great in your organization. 
and all of you know the numbers, how much it costs to hire new people. So just three examples. Okay, that was definitely under 60 seconds. Good work, <laughs> Larissa. Um, okay, so is, is your program, the program that you mentioned just a moment ago, uh, is, is it free for small and medium-sized businesses, all free, small and medium-sized businesses then? And what rationale is behind that decision? Good question. Well, the government of Canada wants to help businesses um, to kind of get back on track, to be more profitable and um, include those professionals that, again, because of COVID, had to, you know, walk away from employment. Um, it, yes, it's free. It's free for, for all those organizations because it, it's, you know, uh, the program covers that. Now, the, um, the decision to do it free for businesses, uh, I'm sure there are multiple, multiple reasons. So let me state just a few. Very often, you know, especially small businesses, they, they focus on very often um, sometimes survival, but mostly thriving and focusing on growing um, their market territory on probably increasing the number of products or services. So thinking about how our employees feel, um, is there a diverse representation of thought, of ideas? It may not be the number one thought for, for some uh, managers and executives. So we are here to help out to actually show that uh, things are changing. If you want want to compete uh, with, with your, or, you know, with other organizations, you need to innovate. You cannot be stagnant. You cannot have the so-called fossilized habits and continue. You know, sometimes businesses say, well, it's just the way we've been doing. Uh, it doesn't work anymore like that. Now, your clients are looking at you. And it's not only millennials. We know that millennials really are really really selective with whom to do business, whether it's buying um, products or services from a company or working for, for a company. It's other um, demographic demographics as well. So if you want your, your services bought, you, you need to show that your staff represents the markets. The market in Canada is diverse. How about your staff? How, uh, now, I, I sometimes ask um, businesses, what about communication that you portray on social media and what it's hap what's happening inside? Is it consistent? Do you walk the talk? Uh, on social media, you know, of course, businesses try to look great. What happens inside the company? Very often I hear uh, uh, job seekers look at Glassdoor reviewers. Now, are businesses aware of their Glassdoor reviews and probably other, you know, company uh, organization reviews? What do you do about that? Do you fix it? So every, with the internet, everything's on the surface. It's all open. You cannot hide behind, um, you know, um, last century approaches to uh, running a business. So your employees drive your business. You need them. You rely on them. You need to take care of them. That's it. Love it. You've done this before. I can tell, Larissa. Good work. <laughs> uh, um, so research shows that anti-bias trainings are, are not necessarily efficient um, because knowledge remains information. There may be resistance from staff, too much or unfavorable spotlight on underrepresented groups and so on. What's the solution? 
Yeah, well, that that's uh, that that's a good question, Bill, because uh, again, diversity efforts are not new, and they've been around for decades. And now we have research, right? And some is not favorable, like you said. Um, uh, well, the uh, anti-bias training that's usually the first training that companies purchase, and they invest a lot of money. So the research shows that it's not always rosy so it's not always um well you don't always receive the effect that you wanted and and you quoted typical responses there may be resistance there um underrepresented groups sometimes say you know what we don't want to be spotlighted uh you know find another way you don't have to to uh, kind of put it in, in the faces of, of the whole organization that they have to do something right so i guess it's the, the the way you communicate this, um, it's the it's the way that it was presented, I guess. Now, what's the solution? Um, we're still experimenting, obviously, but what works is a, a holistic approach. A holistic approach uh, that is unique to every organization. An organization is kind of like a, a living entity. That's why um, when I begin uh, talking to 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 a, a business. We first figure out, you know, um, is there anything that you would like to do to be done better? What do you want for your organization? So leaders usually are aware um, of, of the things that need changing for better. And then we create a uh, customized plan. And like I mentioned earlier, very manageable, not overwhelming. Because um, sometimes you know, that anti-bias training is not even needed. So it starts with a coaching conversation. It starts with the conversation, you know, if you want your company to um, compete, to innovate, what are the solutions? So usually managers, the, the, you know, the executives, they have that. They have that answer. And it comes up during the conversation. And uh, as we all know, you know, leaders, HR practitioners, and um, you know, all your listeners, we know that... Um, it all, you know, the buy-in comes from the top and leaders, executives, they show uh, what the culture of an organization is about by their own example, their role models, what they say, what they do, how they communicate with staff, with clients, um, you know, with the community on, 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 you know, in the media. Everything shows, everything reflects the culture. So by talking to leaders, decision makers, um, that's, where, that's where we begin. And sometimes a couple of conversations is enough uh, or enough to open the door where the leaders see that listening to their staff uh, accepting the diversity of opinion. So, you know, just on a side note, diversity, it's not only about, you know, different cultural backgrounds or gender diversity. It's not only about that. The main diversity comes with what these individuals bring. It's the diversity of thought, of ideas, of innovation. That's what businesses need. They don't want to, to hire uh, people who come from the same colleges and universities. The same thoughts, uh, are, are the same ideas are taught. You want things different. Think about Kodak and, and uh, you know, Blackburn and other organizations 
who were not very innovative and we know what happened to them. So these are big names that, you know, their stories are all over the internet. So by uh, creating that psychological safety for everybody to contribute seems easy. That's my point. That's what I'm uh, trying to bring uh, to the table when I talk to uh, executives or decision makers. When you create that safety for people to learn without being criticized, uh, and tech community is actually quite good in that, that they are introducing these um, attitudes in their companies. When, uh, when in your organization, you create uh, uh, that safety for people to contribute, to actually, you know, show, offer their talents. And the top one, the most challenging one, <laughs> is actually creating safety for people to challenge the status quo, to challenge um, is this the best way to say uh, service our customers? Is this the best way to communicate or support our staff? It may have worked before. Is it working now? So if you know that your staff can ask you difficult questions and you act on them, you accept them, uh, you make some changes, understand, you know, we cannot guarantee a hundred percent that, you know, all the ideas will be implemented, but do people know, do people feel that they can come to managers, executives, and say, "I well, here's my opinion. I don't think this process works or, or this protocol. And they will be actually appreciated. So that's the idea. How you do that, then we, we, dis, we do it by manageable steps. But the big picture is creating the safety for people to contribute inclusively. Excellent. And just finally for today, Larissa, how can folks connect with you and how can they learn more about Times Change Women's Employment Services? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Bill. Well, my email address is breakingbarriers at timeschange.org. Um, and timeschange.org is our website and you can click on diversity training. So there's more information there. Uh, feel free to reach out. We are, of course, on social media. Um, we do events that bring in uh, leaders, uh, HR professionals together. Uh, I invite also uh, everybody to join me every Tuesday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time to our uh, Breaking Barriers Mastermind. It's actually posted on Eventbrite. Uh, it's a platform to to talk, to to share best practices, to share challenges, to learn from each other. Um, so feel free to uh, check that out. And uh, we uh, organize events. Um, you know, we invite speakers who can share uh, their, their expertise in various topics related to um, diversity and inclusion, leadership development, uh, everything human resources. So uh, just keep checking our website. Um, feel free to subscribe to the newsletter on the uh, diversity training uh, page. So this way you will not miss anything. By the way, um, on the 1st of February, uh, I'm uh, organizing a panel, a discussion on the topic of salary negotiation for women. It's a very hot topic. Um, it generated a lot of discussion on LinkedIn while I was um, advertising it. So feel free to join. Thank you so much, Bill, for this opportunity to um, provide my contact information and for the um, you know 
an interesting and engaging conversation. Thank you for the interest in, in, in this program in our organization. Appreciate it, Bill. And uh, thank you, Larissa. Thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. And listeners, until next time, happy working. Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.